Welcome to the sermon series from Life Church Green Bay. It's our mission to bring the life-giving message of Jesus to the 920 and beyond. We're so glad you're here. If this is your first time joining us, we want to do life with you. While you're listening, fill out our hello card on our website so we can connect with you. Visit lifechurchgreenbay.com forward slash hello to fill it up. Make sure to check the I'm new here and online options while filling out the card. Again, we're so glad you're with us today. Here's this week's message. Before I get started, I, I, I was reminded of a story um, that came to me. This boy's in his room, he hears the ice cream sound, but he has no money. And so he just stays in, but all of a sudden he just sees in his window all these kids running out. And he knows some of them. They're like, there's no way they can get ice cream, but they're all grabbing ice cream. They're gritting. I mean, just the ice cream man's not fast enough. He's just handing them all out. And, and all of a sudden, so he's like, I, I want to know what's going on. So he, he walks out and he runs over and the ice cream man leaves. And he goes, what happened? And he says, the ice cream man said his freezer broke. So he was giving away free ice cream and the boys distraught. He was like so bummed. And he's like, man, I missed out. And one of his friends stopped him, looked at him, said, it's okay. He's going to come back. And I bring that up because I want to get through my message as quick as I can, because I want to get back into worship, because I feel like some of you, you are being reserved and you're being respectful and, and that's okay. But God says, I want the same praise and same adoration that you give for your favorite team, for your favorite band, for your favorite everything. I want that. And so I'm going to get, I'm going to get through this as quick as I can. I still want to give you a word that that's going to carry with you, but I want you to just know we're going to get prepared to worship God one more time because I think some of you need a breakthrough that you've been praying for and you've been hoping for. And God says today's the day. So with that being said, open your Bibles to the book of Philippians chapter two, Philippians chapter two. If you don't have a Bible, you want a Bible, you want to borrow a Bible, just raise your hand real quick. We're going to come and bring you one. Philippians is in the New Testament. It's right after Ephesians. We're going to go to chapter two. Also, you can go to the U version, the Bible app. And if you click on the uh, uh, more tab and events, Light Church Green Bay will be there. And all of my notes and the scriptures I'm using are going to be available for you. If you're watching online, I love you. I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad to be here as we're continuing in this ser- series, even if, and I don't know if you guys have known, but the last couple weeks we've been talking about how we want you to get connected and, and we want you to chew on the scripture that we discuss each week. And, and if there's one thing I know and one thing we do say here, maybe we haven't said it in a while, but I want to say it again. One thing we believe here at Life Church is as we get bigger, we need to get smaller. And that's where community comes in. And community has to be a priority if you want to see growth and maturity happen in your life. So I'm not asking you to raise your hand, but if you over the last couple weeks have heard us talk about breaking down a scripture and you haven't, and you're like, you know, I haven't been doing it. And, and your reason is, is I, I don't know, I don't have anyone to chew on it with. Well, I'm so glad you said that because we have two opportunities for you that happens every week. These are our ongoing groups that we have Mondays and Tuesdays here at Life Church at seven o'clock. Mondays, we have a women's Bible study that they meet in our, our upper couch area, and it's led by uh, Kate and, and Andrea, and it's from, it starts at seven, and what they do is they're gonna break down the scripture, and they're gonna say, here's what I got out of it, here's what, how I'm applying it to our lives, and then, fellas, on Tuesdays in our kids' auditorium at seven o'clock, we have the same thing, and they're gonna be breaking down the scripture I'm talking about today. So, 
please go to lifechurchgreenbay.com. Click on the groups page. Why do I want you to do that? Because I want you to get connected because once you can get some notifications, then some of you are gonna, they're gonna say, hey, join our group me app so that we can conversate and we can connect. It, I'm telling you, community has to be a priority because I know God's gonna continue to build this church, but he doesn't want this to be a big church more than a healthy church. And if we wanna be a healthy church, we have to make community a priority. So our family uh, just came back from a, uh, like a 10-day trip to Alaska. We went on a cruise with my mom, and it was like the first time I was able to spend Mother's Day with my mom, like for the first time in like 12 years. It was great. I was actually able to hand her her Mother's Day card, and uh, I didn't wait for her to cry, because I'm telling you, I, I spill my guts in these Mother's Day cards. My mom's the best. Mom, if you're watching, I love you, and you're the best. But it was a great trip. I mean, it was one of my favorite trips. There's nothing bad happened with it except for the end. <laughs> See, what happened was uh, we had to fly from Vancouver, Canada to Seattle, and we had a 12-hour layover. Yeah, see, yeah. So we had to get a hotel, and then our, our, our flight left at seven, and you know, it's Seattle, so we had to get there at five, and the shuttle was gonna pick us up at 4.50, and so I had to wake my kids up at four, and, and, and we're going, and we get to the, the, you know, the airport, and it's big, it's Seattle, it's like a hub airport, and so there's already, at five in the morning, people are running around, it's crazy, and, and we had to check our bags back in, and we go to TSA, and Green Bay TSA, if you're watching, you guys are the best. You never yell at us. You never, but there was constant yelling, like, make sure you take your shoes off. And he's like, there's just, hey, if you don't do this, you're just leaving the line. You're, the line's going to get long. And you just hear all that by like 10 people and they're just yelling and going. And so we finally get to the TSA desk and I look behind me for my family and I see everyone but Logan. And I, I freak out, but then I find that Logan didn't leave. He just decided to take the TSA desk to just do this. <laughs> and the TSA guy goes, oh, are you tired? I'm tired too. Let's go. Come on. Like, and so we get through TSA. And I bring that up because like my son, I think for sometimes when we hear people read scripture and we break down scripture, it's sometimes we can mentally get that way. Where you hear someone talk about, you're gonna, how many verses are you going to talk about? And you just kind of lay your head down. I don't want you to do that. Because we're not just reading scripture today. Like we're gonna study scripture and we're gonna break it down and make it a part of our lives because when it comes to the Bible, scripture shouldn't be skipped. It should be studied. And so with that being said, let's jump to Philippians chapter two, starting in verse 12 and it says this. Therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or, or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain, but even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming to your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Time my message this morning is called, Even If It Feels Impossible. Can we pray? Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word that not just 
changes us, but transforms us. And Lord, I pray as we jump in your word today, Lord, that we would be people that do what James says. We'd be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Be with us in this time, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm, I am getting older. Like, I just turned 40, which was very weird to not be in your 30s anymore, now to be 40. And, and so maybe this is because I'm older, I'm in my 40s now, but I have just found that there are certain words and phrases and sounds that just, they just bother me. Like, I have a hard time with them. Like, for example, this is just my opinion, but the word vibe, I don't really get it. Like, good vibes, no bad vibes. Like, vibes, for me, it just sounds weird. It sounds like a radio wave or like a microwave. Like, if I get too close to it, I'm going to get radiation poisoning. I just don't get the word vibe. Or the phrase, thoughts and prayers. Now, hold on a second. I don't want you to think I'm not against prayer. I like prayer. I love prayer. The thoughts part, I don't understand. Like, what's the, th- I, I get praying. Like, God, I, you know, I'm talking to God. The thoughts thing, I'm like, am I doing this? Like, with my thinking, I don't know. I'm, some of you guys are like, well, it means this. Like, that's what I do. Like, that's what I think of. It's like, I'm giving you my thoughts. Here they are. I don't know. And the sound of lip smacking, it drives me a little crazy. And I've discovered that all my kids do it. And my son likes to do it in the morning when Shelby and I are reading our Bibles. He'll come up, he'll sit across from us, he has a donut, eats it, and every bite he just goes. So you're making the baby cry. And it's just, it just, it's so hard to focus and study and, and, and like all those things. I'm going to be real with you. I read some of this scripture and it's hard for me. Like I don't, I don't like it. Like verse, verse 14 says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Like everything, like not some things, not just most things, like everything. And as I'm studying, I'm like, well, maybe I'm, I have the wrong translation. You know, I'm doing the NIV. Maybe the NIV is a little tougher. So let's go to the NLT. Well, it says do everything without complaining or arguing. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? Maybe I need to go old school and get the new King James. What the new King James says? Well, it says do all things without complaining or disputing. All right, how about the American standard? I'm American, maybe I need to read the American standard. It says do all things without murmuring and questioning. How many got the Bible real quick? That's the ESV, what does the ESV say? Maybe it's the ESV that we need to go to. Anyone? They're like, I just grabbed the Bible, don't ask me. (laughs) But that one says too, do all things. So then I said, wait, 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 wait. I'm not just reading the Bible, I wanna study the Bible. So I looked up the original Greek of the word everything, and in the Greek it's the word pas, which means everything. (laughs) All whole, always. Now I know, I'm coming off like, wow, wow, Pastor Dallas is a real complainer. No, no, I'm not a complainer, but when you see scriptures like that that says do everything, everything, and not just like most of the time, like, you know, try your best, but then verse 15 is the same. It says, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Blameless, pure, like what? Like, does God know it's 2023? Like what, what, what is going on? And so I read this and I had to stop and remember, no, 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 you're supposed to read scripture in context, which means you have to go beyond one verse. Now, I'm not against the verse of the day. Verse of the days are great, but I can tell you some of these verses probably wouldn't be the verse of the day. 
But like I said earlier, scripture should not be skipped. It should be studied. And so for me to really understand verses 14 and 15, I think we need to go back to verse 12. That says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence now, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So if you're taking notes, I think there are three sections of that verse that I really want to unpack a little bit because I feel like if we have an understanding of this verse, it'll help the preceding verses go from what seems impossible to actually become doable. And those three words are work out, salvation, and fear and trembling. So here's number one, work out. Original language means omia, which is to produce, accomplish, and bring out. Now, Maybe you're like me and you read that and you say, okay, I, I need to produce. I need to accomplish. I need to bring out. But that's not what Paul is saying in this. And, and we know this because in context, he says this in verse 13. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So we need God to produce, to accomplish, and to bring out. To sum it up, God's not saying, I want you to work out. He wants you to live it out. That means, and, and when we get that mindset of, okay, I'm not calling to do it, but I am, I am letting God do that in me, it shifts our perspective and changes everything. For some of us, it may shift project, our perspective on how we read the Bible, where we go from not just reading it to accomplish it and to get it done, but we stop and say, and allow God's words to speak truths in our lives. Like Luke says in Luke eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus replied, but even more blessings are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. So God said, I want you to live it out, not just read it, but say, okay, how can I apply it to my life? I think when we start to live in that work out mindset, it'll help us to look at worship and prayer differently because it becomes more than just doing a prayer or singing songs and lift our hands, but it's allowing God to bring things out so that we could get more of him. We see it in Psalms, Psalm 135, 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. That is a open surrender saying, God, I want you to tell me what I need to hear and do what you need to do in my life. So when we continue to work out, it's not working for, it's working from. Meaning I'm working from God, what God has produced by letting him work it out of me. I'm not gonna keep it in. I'm not gonna be reserved. I'm gonna say, God, whatever you need to work out of me, produce out of me, I welcome it. So we need to continue to live out and let God produce out what? Our salvation. Now where salvation in the Greek is soteria, which is a state of not being in grave danger and so being safe to be rescued. So what grave danger aren't we in anymore? Well, we see it in Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we've been saved from death and granted eternal life. And it is a gift that Ephesians reminds us that we can't earn. We just have to accept. So that day when you realized that you sinned and that your sin would lead to death, but you took and understood that there was another way through Jesus and it grants us eternal life and it's a gift, you were given personal salvation. And if you haven't done that yet, don't worry, we're gonna give you an opportunity for you to do that today. But here's an important thing to note. Salvation isn't just for when you die. It's for right now. 
That's why we need to work out and live out our salvation because it's now. That means the power of salvation is for now. We need to live out the love of salvation right now. We need to live out the freedom of salvation right now. We see it in 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun right now. I'm telling you, this isn't just a get out of hell free card. Salvation is a gift that should change and transform us. And so when we work out our salvation, we are living out the gift of freedom and new life and change. And then it says your salvation, meaning that our individual salvation needs to be the focus because allowing God to produce our gift of eternal freedom through Jesus to produce that out of us will help more people than telling them what they need to start and stop doing. Why? Because when we position ourselves to allow the, the, the gift and the power of salvation to move through us, that's when we become the salt and light of the world. So you work out the salvation, which is allowing God to produce new life out of us. But what is the motivator? What is the thing that's gonna help us work out our salvation every single day? What is it that it says? Well, it says in the scripture, number three, that we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Now, so hold on. Like I said, don't fall asleep on me, okay? I want you to focus in on because you might be like me. And you might be confused by that word, fear and trembling, because fear and trembling sounds like you're in the corner panicking because God in a Michael Myers mask is coming to get you. But that's not what this means. And some of you might be, you know, some beginner Bible scholars and say, wait a minute, I thought we weren't supposed to have fear. I thought fear is not supposed to be our motivator because 2 Timothy 1.7 says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Again, there's a difference though between the spirit of fear and the fear of God. And like I said earlier, when you don't understand scripture, don't skip it. Underline it. Put a highlighter on it. Bookmark it. And study it. Ask questions. Help. Because you'll find out that the word fear in both those scriptures are two different words of the word fear. And in 2 Timothy, it's the word delia, which is timidity or cowardice. So God's not given us a spirit of cowardice. And then the word in Philippians is different. It's the word phobos which is fear, terror, respect, reverence, and awe. Now still, some of you guys, because you're like, whoa, fear and terror is in there? So we need to have fear and terror of the Lord? And a lot of us, we, we, just, we can't see that as a motivator for our salvation because I don't want to be afraid of God. But here's what I love. God doesn't want that either. John Brevere says, holy fear is not to be scared of God and thereby withdraw from him. It's to be terrified of being away from him. See, cliffs, cliffs shouldn't scare you. But there should be a fear of you going over that cliff and the gravity doing something to your body that it cannot control that magnitude. Fire shouldn't scare you. But you should have a fear and understanding that if I put my hand in the fire, that the heat and the magnitude of that fire will burn my hand. See, God shouldn't scare you, and he doesn't want you to be scared of him, but we should have a fear 
of a, if I'm not in right standing with him, if I'm not obedient to him, if I'm not in a position where I allow him to move and work in my life, will he do something I don't want him to do? Will I fall into the consequences of my actions? Because if there's one thing I'm afraid of, I do not want to be out of my right standing with God. You know what scripture scares me? It's a scripture that says, we prophesy in your name. We, we, we heal the sick in your name. And the scripture says, I didn't know you. That's what scares me. So I want to have a holy fear and awe and obedience to God. And I want him to know that, you know what? My life is yours. My everything is yours for you to do whatever you want to do. And I'm thankful that you love me enough that you saw that sin was a problem and that you took that care of the problem. And I'm thankful that you want to continue to move in my life. But I'm not going to lean on grace and I'm not going to lean on the law. I want to be in the middle of holiness saying, God, whatever you want to do, my life is yours. Like to be in awe of God. Is it just to be like, wow, that's cute. To be in awe of God is where you just go to your knees and you say, God, I don't deserve you. You are so big. You are so mighty and great. I'll do whatever you need. And some of you might be like, well, that's hard. No, because he's not asking for your effort. He's not asking for your works. All he wants to you is to say, God, I'm all yours. I want to close with this. There's a theme in those three words. And if you, I don't know if you saw them, but I'm going to bring them out to you right now. And the theme was this. He wants us to focus less on what I can do and more on what he can do in my life. Like work out. When we look at workout in the true meaning, it's meaning I, I need to allow God to work out of me the blessings of salvation, which is accepting the gift of eternal life despite my sins and shortcomings because it's not about what I can do, but it's about what he has done. And I'm going to do that with fear and trembling, which is aligning myself with Jesus and committing to Jesus, not just as a part of my life, but the center of my life. Jesus wants to be more than an accessory. He doesn't want you to be like, all right, I got to put my shoes on. I got to put my shirt on. Oh yeah, and I got to put Jesus on. No, no, no. He does not want to be a part of your belt. He wants to be the center of your life. He wants you to clothe him in righteousness, that you take him everywhere you go. And when I do that, when I say not my way, but your way, not my will, but your will, when we fully surrender everything to him, verses like 14 and 15, and other verses that we want to ignore and we want to skip and we want to believe aren't there or we want to believe are not of this time and with those verses that we seem impossible and not doable, God says, that's the point. I don't want you to think you need to solve the sin problem. I solved the sin problem. I just need you to accept it and walk in it and live in it. Stop trying to think that you need to do this all on your own. Surrender all. Surrender your all to me and see what I can do in your lives. It's funny, I asked my friend Jake the other day. He told me that uh, he's, he hasn't been drinking for like eight months. I said, let me ask you, before Jesus, do you think you could have done that? He said, no, not at all. 
But something happened in him where he thought he was held by something, but he surrendered to Jesus and Jesus began to transform his life, his thinking, his actions. And then he got to the point where he realized he didn't have a desire or taste for things that he depended on. And some of us are living in sins and shortcomings and and these things are bringing us down and we're trying so hard to work for Jesus and work for Jesus and Jesus said, I don't want that. I just want you to let me come in and do what only I can do. Let me come into your life and transform you. Let me come into your life and change you. Let me come into your life and work out my life. Work out the gifts and power and and, and freedom of my life out of you and see what it does to your life, to your thinking, to your speech, to your actions. See what that will do to your everyday life. Because I'm telling you, some of you, if you do that, there's going to be addictions that will fall off. There's going to be some mindsets that are going to be broken forever. There's going to be insecurities that will be set free because you're not doing things your way anymore. You surrender to his way. And that is what's walking in the fear of the Lord is. He's saying, I don't want you to walk on your way. I want you to be so obedient. So when you, even when you read the word and you don't understand it, even when you don't, when you read the word and you don't agree with it, fear says, I don't understand this. I don't agree with this, but even though I don't, I'm going to follow you. Even when it feels impossible, I'm going to you. And it reminds me of a verse in the, in the Bible where Jesus has a rich young ruler come to him. And he says, what must I do to have eternal life? To gain eternal life, he says. And Jesus says, well, you know, do all the commands. And he says, I've done all those. I do them all the time. He said, okay. And I love the scripture says, if you want to be made perfect, then give away all your things, give it to the poor and come follow me. Rich man put his head down, he leaves. And Jesus looks at his disciples. He says, you know, it's going to be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. And it, this freaks the disciples out. And the scripture says, well, is anyone going to get saved? Like, that's impossible. And Jesus looked at them intently in Matthew 19, 26. And he said, humanly speaking, it's impossible. But with God, everything is possible. He doesn't need you to walk in what you could do because he knows what it's impossible for you, but it's not impossible for me. And that's why we need to work out, allow God to live out the gift of salvation, eternal life. Even though we've sinned and we've fallen short to allow him to work that out of our lives with the focus and motivator that I'm going to be obedient, reverent, respectful, and have this holy fear that I want you in everything I do and I never want you to depart from me. Can I pray with you? So like I said earlier, salvation is realizing that you've sinned and that sin would lead to death. But there's another way and it's through Jesus and he grants us eternal life and it's a gift and that gift is for anyone who accepts this. So with everyone's head bowed, if that's you, and you're saying, you know what, I've, I've never done that. I want to make the day the day that I give my life to Jesus, that I make Jesus my Lord and my Savior. Lord meaning I want to give him control. I want him to be the center of my life. And Savior meaning 
that I want him to free me from my sins, from my insecurities, from my pain, from my hurt. If that's you, we're gonna do one of two things. In a moment, I'm gonna have you just raise your hand and look at me. And then as a church, we're just gonna say a simple prayer together. A prayer that if you mean from your heart, you're welcoming in the King of Kings and Lord of Lords into your life who wants to change and transform you and turn you into a person you didn't think was possible. So with everyone head bowed, eyes closed, if that's you, I don't want you to be afraid or intimidated. I don't want you to think I'm scaring you into this. I just want to give you an opportunity to welcome in the Lord who did all things and he wants to do it in your life. If that's you, can you just lift your hand and look at me real quick? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyone else? I'm telling you, this is gonna be the best decision you've made today if this whole month, even if this whole, in this whole year, of giving your life, surrendering your life to him. So church, can we say this prayer together? Say, Jesus, thank you for what you did on the cross for me. I give you my life to do whatever you need to do. I welcome you to be my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can I have you bow your heads one more time? Maybe you're here and you're saying, you know what? I'm a Jesus person. I love Jesus, but I have not been walking in holy fear. I don't fear God. And I, and I want to make Jesus a part, not just a part of my life. I want him to be my whole life. I don't want to just make him an accessory. I want to surrender all to him. If that's you, can I have you raise your hand real quick so I can pray with you? Oh, Jesus, we're gonna make a move now. Lord, I pray for all these hands. Lord, these hands are saying, I'm not, I'm not living with just part of you. I surrender all to you, Lord. Lord, and I know that you're gonna speak things to me that are gonna be uncomfortable, but I give them to you anyways. I know, Jesus, you're gonna say things to me that I don't wanna do, but I surrender anyways for you to do what you need to do in my life. So Lord, I pray for these hands. I pray for these people, Lord, who are going to surrender all to you from this day forward and not just walk in the love of God, but walk in that holy fear saying, God, I'm obedient to whatever you're calling me to do. Lord, change, transform, and renew right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Like I said, I want you guys to get in a position to worship Jesus like never before. Why? Because when we worship him, we're surrendering to him. And there's some things you've been holding on to way too long that God's saying, I want. And so here's what I want to do. I know it's going to make some of you guys feel uncomfortable. But I know if we could do the wave at a Packer game, we can lift our hands and surrender. So I want you to just put your hands up real quick. Doesn't matter if you wore deodorant today or not. Because this, is this isn't just a, a Christian thing to do. This is surrender. This is God, you get everything, not part of things. And as we go into this song, do more than just sing it. Say, God, you are holy. And I'm thankful because that holiness now lives in me. You are mighty. And I'm thankful because that mightiness lives in me. So Lord, as we go into worship, don't hold back. He's coming back and he wants to do a move in your life that's gonna change, that's gonna transform you, that's gonna take you places you didn't think you could go, that's gonna make you the believer you didn't think you'd ever be. This city is gonna change because we chose on May 21st to say, God, I'm not holding back anymore. I'm giving you everything. So Lord, as we jump into this worship, I pray, Jesus, that we give you everything in worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship him.
Thanks for joining us this week. Still thinking about the message? Go follow our message recap podcast, Chew on That. The Chew on That podcast is a podcast where Life Church staff chew over the latest messages to dig deeper into our faith. Tap the link in the episode description to have a listen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week.